This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. Welcome to Global Nashville with Carl Dean. I'm Patrick Ryan, President of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Thanks for joining us. Today, Carl will be talking with Doug Crowlin, the President and CEO of the Metropolitan Nashville Airport Authority, which includes John C. Toon Airport and Nashville International Airport, or BNA. Mr. Crowlin has been with the authority since 2012 and was named President in 2017. He previously served as Director of Operations at Huntsville International Airport. Before his work in commercial aviation, he served 27 years in the United States Air Force, earning the rank of Colonel. During his service, he held prominent command and staff leadership positions, including Chief of Staff at the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, and operational assignments in Japan and, and Germany, and the Joint Staff in the Pentagon. You can find his complete bio on our website at tnwac.org. Berry Field, established in 1937, has grown to become Nashville International Airport, or BNA. With nearly 18.3 million passengers in 2019, BNA is one of the fastest growing airports in North America. BNA serves 540 daily commercial flights to 75 nonstop destinations. According to a recent study in 2018 alone, BNA generated more than $7.1 billion in total economic impact supported more than 67,000 jobs in the region, and produced more than $392 million in state, local, and federal taxes. BNA receives no local tax dollars. By 2041, the population of the greater Nashville area is expected to surpass 2.5 million people. By 2023, BNA passenger traffic will grow from 18 million today to more than 23 million. BNA Vision is the dynamic expansion plan designed to get in front of this growth and maintain Nashville International as a world-class airport. Obviously, we're impacted by the pandemic, and tonight we'll be talking about uh, the prospects uh, for the future of Nashville Airport and the Nashville uh, Airport Authority. Carl? Great. Well, thanks, Pat, and uh, thank you, Doug, for uh, spending part of your evening with us. Um, thrilled to have you on the show. Um, you know, from my perspective, um, during my time as mayor, I think one of Nashville's great assets is the airport. Um, I don't know how much, how, how often people stop and think about what it means to our economy, but I think some of the numbers Pat just put out there uh, indicate that it's just a critical part of job creation. It's a critical part of, uh, you know, government, government uh, revenue. It makes, it makes the area work. And it has... Um, really been a success story for several decades now. It's continued growth and it's sort of its dominant position here in, in this part of, um, of the country. Um, and I wanna talk about that, but first uh, I wanted to maybe get some information about you. I mean, clearly you spent some time in the Air Force and the service. Um, tell us how you ended up in this position and, um, and, and how did you get to Nashville? Um, thank you very much uh, for having me on the um, show this evening. Um, very blessed to uh, serve the country for 27 years in the United States Air Force. After I uh, came out of college, I got a 
good deal from a recruiter that promised to send me to pilot training and I took him up on that offer and my family and I moved uh, 14 different times during that 27 years and started off flying helicopters for about eight years and then um, jets and into C-130 for C-130s for about 19 more years. Um, I finished my career at the Air Force Academy in 07, um, had a chance to relocate to Northern Alabama for a defense company doing a business development in electronic warfare. And uh, I miss being around aviation and Huntsville was kind enough to uh, bring me in and figured if I could run an Air Force base, I could help them maybe run a commercial airport. So there was a lot to, lot to learn over those four years. And then Nashville um, gave me an opportunity in 2012 to move up here and uh, really haven't looked back. It's been a blessing. Right. And, and so you've been here during a period where, um, I guess, in 2012, when you arrived here, the city was really coming out of the recession very strongly, went, in, went to a period uh, that has just only until the last couple of months slowed down uh, of incredible economic expansion where the airport has played just a huge role in that. Yeah. Um, you have gone through uh, a difficult couple months here and, and, and it, not to forget that it really started off with the tornado yeah. where the airport authority, the John uh, Toon Airport um, in um, West Nashville was hit pretty hard. Yeah, it was. Um... The uh, March 3rd, um, a little bit after midnight, uh, 1240 in the morning, um, the phones went off at my house and um, didn't quit going off for a while. That's a, the approximate time that the tornado went across uh, John C. Toon. Um, we have been blessed, as you said, by a lot of growth at Nashville. And so we've, we've reinvested in the airport to make sure that we take care of the city. And so we've built a state-of-the-art um, airport communication center, a state-of-the-art emergency operations center. So that was that was launched within that hour of that tornado going across John Toon. Um, we ended up losing 17 hangars and uh, about 94 airplanes were destroyed. And it took us from about March 3rd to the morning of March 20th to get all the debris cleared out of the way so we could open up John Toon again. So it's open now again. That's correct. Yes, the hangars, the airplanes have all been removed. And in fact, tomorrow is a committee day for our board of commissioners and, and we'll be discussing what's the, the new future for John C. Toon because now we'll have the opportunity to use the insurance money that we'll get from the destroyed hangars to figure out what do we want to build next. And also um, reinvesting in John Toon as the board most likely tomorrow we'll approve, or the committee will approve going to the board the following week, the new a construction of a control tower at John Toon, which is gonna be a big boom to the general aviation community on that west side of town. Right, and, and that's it. And the general aviation community in Nashville is certainly strong and developing. And as the city is then more economically successful, you have more people flying in on private uh, jets all the time. That, that's correct. John Toon was pretty much the busiest uh, general aviation airport in the state of Tennessee. Uh, prior to the uh, tornado, it had about 86,000 operations a year. Um, it, and and the, that boom really started a couple years previously when we extended the runway. So the runway get, went from 5,000 to 6,000 feet long. It has two safety areas on each end. And that's what really attracted 
the corporate jets to be able to come in and out of tune. And it's an easy way to come in the back door to uh, the city government or the state capital. Right. Um, and then, of course, almost simultaneous with the, the tornado, you had the beginning of the pandemic that has hit our country so hard. How has the pandemic, what's been the impact at the airport? I think we all know that it's been extreme, but what, what exactly has happened? Well, it's forced us to, you know, go back to the core of, of why we're an authority to make sure that we, you know, make smart business decisions. And with the, the uh, revenue that we ha generate and the reserves that we've been able to build up, now we have to figure out what's the best way to, to operate the airport. So um, as Pat was saying earlier in the introduction, um, prior to the pandemic, we had um, 550 flights a day, commercial jet flights um, arriving and departing from Nashville, and the pandemic has slowed that to about 180. Um, we would normally, previous to the pandemic, would have about 50,000 passengers going through the airport every day. I, I like to, I used to like to say that we filled and emptied the Bridgestone Arena three times a day every day, wow. 365 days a year. And now instead of 50,000 people going through, we're somewhere between two to 4,000 passengers. So about a 95% drop in passenger traveling. And uh, um, so what that's focused the staff on is building a budget. What, you know, how do we start over again and, and start on the upslope of the curve? And what do we need to do to make passengers feel more comfortable about flying again? Have you, in um, the past couple weeks, has there been an increase in the amount of people flying or has it been yeah. fairly constant? Yes, I would like to, you know, do a high five or something, but, uh, you know, we, we went down in late March, early April to probably 500 passengers um, in the airport all day. And uh, towards the end of April, that started to come up to about 1,000 um, departing and 1,000 arriving. And right now we're back up to 2,000, you know, departing and 2,000 arriving. So it's slowly coming up. Um, they're all trying to get acclimated with how do we, you know, wear the mask inside the airport? What do we need to do to get on the airplane? And so we keep working from that. Yeah. Is there, um, are most of the flights, the sort of domestic flights, uh, or are we still doing the flight to London at all, or is that? on hold um, when all the other hot spots started popping up we lost the uh, we lost all of our non-stops to the uh, Caribbean um, we uh, when the government stopped flying between here and Canada we lost all those flights and then uh, London's had its own challenges so British Airways stopped uh, in uh, in late March is there still regular um, air service to to New York City and LA or? Yes, yeah, there's still, uh, um, earlier, and I, I like Pat's, you know, from our 2018 study, what, how much time changes from March, early March to now. So we used to have 75 nonstop destinations as the airlines have pulled back until they figure out how to deal with this. We're doing 50 nonstop destinations a day. So uh, we still do you know, New York City, Washington, D.C., just not the volume that we were doing. Yeah. And during all this, you have, of course, had in the last um, year or two, very aggressive um, 
construction work going on at the airport. Um, you, you built a, a new garage that has worked very well. You've got a hotel coming online. There's lots of work being done in the terminal. Has that work been able to continue during this time period? Yes, uh, we're, um, it has, and we're really blessed um, with the support of the commissioners. Uh, we took our bond offering um, in December of last year to New York. Um, we were able to sell um, $920 million worth of bonds to basically who's gonna pay for the DNA vision. So if we would have, you know, timing was great there because four months later, you know, you have this tre uh, tremendous drop off in, in passenger traffic. So um, on a day-to-day -day basis, we have the new garage and admin co complex going up. We have Concourse D, both ticketing wings are being built today and we're about ready to stretch the center part of the terminal which will give us that new international arrivals facility in a couple years so those that money that we borrowed for that specific cause is is sitting there and we're spending it um, and it's actually a good time to build now because we don't have as many passengers that we have to negotiate around right right and thinking back to after the the days passed uh, immediately after 9-11 um, when air travel pretty much stopped, um, how long did that last? I mean, is this, are we in an area now in terms of drop off on air travel that we've never been in before? I would, I would think all the airlines, all the airports um, would say yes, that we're in territory that, that um, you know, nobody's really had to deal with before. Um, you know, I was still in the service during 9-11, but we watched the, you know, all the airline traffic stopped for four or five days. Then you had to have special permission to fly for a little while. But you know, within you know a few weeks, you know, flights were resuming. Um, for Nashville, when we went from you know fifty or fifty thousand passengers a day to less than say five hundred at the that end of March time period, we went back in the uh, airport authorities history files and. We really can't find a reference to that those that few of passengers. In fact, the closest we have is a 1961 um, um, news article that was celebrating the old terminal on the west side of the airport by Bradley Parkway, and they were happy that they had 1,300 passengers that day. Um, so we went back from 2020 to to late 1950s, and now we're building our way back. Maybe for the, the, the viewers to get a little understanding of how the airport actually works. I mean, the airport, um, as Pat mentioned, does not receive money from the Metro budget um, and is an independent authority. Um, could you just describe what the governance is of the airport authority and how, wh where your revenue comes from? You bet. Um, we were, I think we were blessed that when the city um, leaders created the statute in 1970 to create an airport authority. We basically were divorced from Metro government, which is, was not a good or a bad thing, but basically that risk of having to, to raise that capital and cover those O&M expenses was not no longer a burden for the city. So it's now a burden for the airport authority. And so we have to cover all of our day-to-day -day expenses to include our capital. So we raise money three ways. Um, first is the airlines pay us to land, 
park the jets and rent space. We also sell um, food, beverages, retail in our shops inside the airport. And then the third leg of that stool is our ground transportation and parking. So each of those three raise about $50 million a year before the pan pandemic, and that covered all of our operating expenses. Yeah, and, and I should mention that um, actually you've done a wonderful job in terms of the food at the airport, um, tying it in much more to local uh, businesses here in Nashville, but also just uh, increasing the, the quality um, quite dramatically, I think, over the last couple of years and creating a much more festive sort of atmosphere at the airport itself. Yeah, we have a lot of new restaurants uh, out of the, you know, back to the pandemic side of the house, out of the, the results of the pandemic is we have 52 businesses that, you know, are, are run throughout the airport um, to try to generate that revenue. So that's, you know, restaurants, that's uh, food and beverage, that's retail spaces. So out of that 52, about 12 of them are operating right now. We're building 12 new ones. And the other 30 are closed because of the business environment right now. But we, uh, the Board of Commissioners and the staff have been committed to try to make the airport reflect Nashville. So if you arrive at the airport, you can sample what you're going to experience downtown. And if you have a good time downtown, you should be able to sample it one more time before you leave. So we have a, a lot of new restaurants um, and, and retail stores that will really reflect Middle Tennessee and the culture that we love here in Nashville. And you've referred to the to the authority that you have a governing body, the airport authority, which under state law, the, the mayor, the metropolitan mayor appoints those members. Yeah. I would just, uh, and the council confirms them and they have a term of office. But I would say it is probably the most popular appointment a mayor can make. I have never had anybody uh, <laughs> not not accept or not be excited by uh, being able to serve on the airport authority? Well, the, the board of commissioners are the ones that hire the president and CEO. So I clearly understand who I work for, but I would also say that the I appreciate them because they do this out of a desire to serve. So they don't receive any compensation. They do spend a lot of time reading a lot of material and every month, we're meeting at least twice for committee and board meetings and, and their ultimate goal is what's in the best interest for Nashville. So I think that's what's made the authority very successful. I think historically, you know, before my time and, and, and certainly afterwards, it's been a real high quality group of people who, you know, there are pilots and there's de different designated roles that people play. And as you say, all these boards and commissions, uh, people are doing that for free, they're not they're not being uh, paid for it, and that and we appreciate that. Um, the airport is so important to the city of Nashville in terms of its growth and prosperity. Um, how do you see the airport in terms of you know we talked about some population figures, uh, you know I think we've talked about I used to talk about the fact that Nashville is sort of on track at some point in the um, 2030s, probably being about the size of what Denver is now. How do you see the airport growing during the next 20 years or 15 years? Well, the, the beauty is, is that investment that we mentioned, the $1.4 billion expansion that we're doing now will allow us, the, the in terms of the board of commissioners and the master plan that we work off of, the goal is to be able to take that $18 million 
passenger airport and make it big enough to hold 36 million passengers there and they're the the reference to Denver or a, or a city of that size so everything that the board does in different um, program or passenger activity levels every five years we're trying to make sure that we have the facilities so right now we're under we're expanding from about 888,000 square feet to 1.4 million square feet to be able to handle that volume go from 14 security lanes to 24 but more importantly is we're also about to embark on a partnership with TDOT to straighten Donaldson Pike which what that'll do when we straighten it a little bit will give us instead of a one mile terminal loop it'll be a two mile oval and that's and goes from one mile and two lanes to um, two mile oval and six lanes and it's just to get all those passengers off of interstate 40 off of donaldson murfreesboro how do we handle that you know going from 18 million people wanting to fly out of the airport to 36 so it's a real strategic challenge to make sure we do our part so that we don't slow down the growth of nashville and in terms of um flights i mean obviously the london flight has gotten a lot of attention and we're going to have an international terminal arrival area um, but there's been a lot of progress made in the last five six years um, and it's kind of a constant thing where the number of flights to new york and los angeles which are absolutely key for business have increased i think we have direct flights um, now for the last few years to san francisco which was something we definitely needed yeah. But the flights within the U.S. have have grown at a fairly good clip, and and seen from a variety of service companies, Southwest a huge part of it, um, really great coverage of, of of the United States. Yeah, we are we are blessed. Um, the um, average number of nonstops we mentioned earlier was seventy five, uh, or or seventy five is what DNA had. The average number for a medium hub airport um, that we fit into that category is 57. And prior to the pandemic with the Nashville, you know, running, you know, you know, eight years in a row on a hot streak, we were up to 90 nonstop destinations. And that's really makes it so much easier for the travelers to come in and out because they're, it's easy for them to get from their home to the airport right into downtown Nashville, and that makes it a, a very attractive uh, uh, place to visit. Right, and a lot of discussion um, because, uh, as I think we know on this program, that Tennessee and Nashville is very much part of a world economy. Uh, Tennessee is, of course, in, in Middle Tennessee is a big um, area where lots of Japanese business has, has located. Um, discussions about the possibility of a direct flight uh, to Tokyo is how does something like that happen and, and what are the possibilities there? Um, it takes a lot of planning. Um, it takes a lot of support from many different agencies, the state, the city. Um, we're clearly aware that I believe the, the last update that I got where there's 195 Japanese companies in the state of Tennessee employing about 55,000 Tennesseans. So that's, that's a, pull, a big desire business-wise to get to, to uh, Asia. So on the planning side of the house, we've been tracking in Nashville's population of non, of not nonstop, but on 
uh, international flight over the last eight years has gone from about 400,000 passengers to about 1.3, 1.4 million visitors going overseas. Now, the majority of that is to Europe, but Asia's growing at an eight, 9% a year, which is pretty, pretty remarkable. So as the airport authority, again, back to the commissioners and the planning requirements, we have on our books right now to extend run one of the runways to 12,000 feet. Three of the runways are into the wind, north, south. And so one of those needs to be lengthened so it makes it easier for the jets to depart nonstop to uh, Asia. And so it'll probably be runway two left, which is the one closer to Genesco that most people are familiar with. But we're planning for that now. We've started the environmental assessment there. We'll have to move a lot of earth, build another couple tunnels for Murfreesboro traffic to go through and um, but it'll take us five six seven more years to get ready to to knock that out good good any other dream destinations you got on your mind right now no i i would love this i you know before um, london was hugely successful uh, british airways was very happy the airplanes were almost always full and about 50% of the passengers were going to England and Ireland. The other 50% were gonna to go to somewhere else in Central Europe or the Middle East. So um, I'm hoping we get back to that business because I think Nashville will grow enough in the near term to get a second European flight while we're building this runway and getting ready for Asia. And uh, you know, somewhere down the road, Nashville will We'll get that flight nonstop to Narita or Haneda in uh, Japan, most likely. And uh, I think we're going to see a big boom in the city and the state at that point because of the businesses and tourism that that'll spur. Right. Who who do we compete with? Who who's our in terms of the our airport? What's who's our main competitors? Sure. Um, uh, Raleigh Durham is uh, uh, close behind us a little bit. They're, they're uh, a, a well-run airport. Their business triangle really sets them off. So they're doing a little bit better internationally than we are um, because of the companies that they have right there in, the, in that general area. Austin is, is as big on fire as Nashville is. And so we really watch, you know, Austin, San Jose, California, and uh, Raleigh is probably a good um, benchmark. Yeah, those are good good cities to compete with, and I think we can compete with them. I do too. Um, well, anything you want to add um, that I haven't asked you? I um, that I've missed. I don't think so. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, uh, appreciate the support that that you give the city and and this organization. I do think there's a global perspective that Nashville needs to continue to focus on because um, it's a small world. Um, when you travel like Pat did in his time in the Navy or my time in the Air Force, you, you realize how good we have it in America, but there's a lot of people on this world that Nashville can reach out to, and I think that's a, a benefit to us in the state of Tennessee. Well, and, we've, got, uh, we've got one question in the queue before we uh, uh, cut out here for cocktail hour. Um, but uh, let, let me ask uh, first, uh, Doug, if I could. Um, Nashville is what we like to call it, a, a global city. Uh, what, what sort of reflection do you get from the people you talk to, uh, especially if you're talking to international partners uh, about their perception of Nashville as 
a global place? Um, I think it's a uh, it's well received. Um, um, a lot of times, like British Airways, and my my compliments to the the CBC and the state and the city at the time to land British Airways. Um, it takes that kind of partnership. But when you look at some of the data, they might they might want to overlook Middle Tennessee and Nashville. But if you can get them here and and show them the vibrant economy and what we have to offer, whether it's education or, or music or healthcare. Um, there's so much to offer and the people in Asheville are very hospitable and, and that normally wins them all over. So we don't have any bad customer reviews when we pull in people. Um, you know, I, I like to say sometimes that we need to get back to the CMA and the Bonnaroo because half of those people flying in are from Canada. They love love the music and the environment. So we need to open back up. Well, we had one of the things about tourism that we shouldn't forget. I mean, when you look at, I mean, Austin has it too, but when you're comparing us to some of, some of the cities we've mentioned, our tourism economy is so much stronger. And yes. you add that to the sort of the, the booming economy with healthcare and everything else we have here. Uh, it's it's a great uh, it's a great thing. The question oh. that one of the viewers sent in was um, to ask you about whether you think, in terms of the help we're getting or the airport is getting from the federal government at this point in the pandemic, are we getting our fair share as compared to comparable size airports or cities? Yes, I think I think we are at this point. Um, overall, industry wide, um, you the biggest thing most people need to understand is that there's a difference between the airline industry and the airport industry. The airlines are trying to run their business and the airports are trying to run, run their side of the house. So um, we were lucky to go uh, myself and a few others to the white house in early March and uh, lobby for the first cares um, act. Um, it's estimated airports will lose about 23 billion March to March. And so the, uh, uh, president and the and the Congress gave us the opportunity to get ten billion dollars. Nashville um, yesterday afternoon, I signed our grant for fifty four point nine million, and we're allowed to use that to help pay debt service and our operational expenses while our revenues are down. So that federal assistant plus the, um, the staff's ability to cut the budget. We've cut about 56 million over the next two years from our budget is, is keeping us lean and mean and, and make, helps us make our payments that we need to make without, um, I'm pretty confident we won't see any bond downgrades. They'll be impressed the, by the strength of what we've been able to pull off during this pandemic. That's great, that's great. Well, again, Thank you for the time and thank you for all the great work the airport authority is doing for our city. And they, you know, I think Nashville, as I say, our best days are still to come and the airport authority is going to be a huge part of that, part of that. And, and uh, we appreciate you. Pat, anything you want to add? Oh, let me just uh, close with a couple of uh, thanks to, uh, to Doug for taking time out this evening and to you, Carl, and also to our uh, audience who, who checked in. I uh, just want to remind everybody that the Tennessee World Affairs Council is a membership organization, and this is membership month. So please take a look at our website, tnwac.org uh, slash join, where you can become a member of the World Affairs Council. 
Uh, we uh, we do these programs on kind of a shoestring budget. We're maybe not uh, cutting millions from our budget, but uh, we, we could use your support. So please consider becoming a member of the World Affairs Council and uh, we will uh, continue to bring these uh, great programs to you. Uh, that's it uh, for tonight. Thank you very much, everybody, for coming. Everybody be safe. Great. Thank you. Good night. Uh, thank you very much. Thank Good you, night. Doug. Bye-bye.